Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Jillian Navidonsky on with us. Jillian is a swim instructor by day, but when she has free time, she loves to free dive. Jillian, what's going on? How, where are you from? Hey, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm from Florida, enjoying it here. Finally got some warm weather, so it's nice. Is it hot there right now? Today, it's like 85. It's been, it's been a long, cold winter, though, so. That sounds perfect. I'm glad to see the sun. Yeah, that's rad. How's the water right now? Is it pretty warm? Uh, it's actually, it's pretty chilly. It's probably like 65, so a little chilly for my liking, but. Where in Florida are you? I'm in Naples, so I'm pretty far south on the Gulf Coast, but it's rained and it's been, I mean, we've had like some 35, 40 degree mornings recently, so. Oh gosh, that sounds brutal. It's brutal, especially <laughs> when you're in Florida. You don't expect to be that cold, but. It's actually been like that here recently, too. It snowed like 15 minutes away from my house the other day. Wow. I haven't seen snow in so long. I don't, I don't think I'd survive it. So gnarly. So what, uh, you're a uh, swim instructor? Yeah. I've taught swim lessons for like 13 years now. And originally, you know, it started out just as like lifeguarding and teaching swim lessons when I was in high school, but I ended up sticking with it and made a career out of it. So nice. Yeah. And you obviously free dive a lot too. Yeah. These things in the back. Yeah. <laughs> my little, uh, my shrine back there. <laughs> so sick. How is, how is the water clarity over there? Is it pretty insane? So Naples is, I love Naples. It's beautiful. We have the best beaches around, but water clarity can be a little bit of an issue. Yeah. So typically most of my diving I do on trips. So I really like to go to the Keys. Um, I don't typically dive in Naples. We'll have some good days where like it's really calm on the beach and you can snorkel around, but to get really good clarity, you have to go out 40, 50, 60 miles. And I don't always have that opportunity. So for the most part, I dive in other places versus in Naples. Is it just like the, the uh, direction of like the currents and everything that makes it bad there? Or storms? Yeah. It just depends. It all depends on the wind. If the wind's from the east, we'll have really calm, nice days. If it's from the west, then the water is super murky and all milked up. Um, but it's kind of, it's just one of those things. Like Southwest Florida is notorious for not having the best clarity in their water. Yeah. Um, and especially in the summer, it rains almost every day. So the water's always mucked up. So what? Uh, what's like an average day for you over there? What do you, so you do swim lessons and then... Yeah, so uh, swim lessons are my job. So any given day, I'm usually in the pool for a couple of hours. Um, I teach all ages from babies all the way up to adults or, you know, people doing triathlon training, whatever it may be. Um, but if I'm not at the pool, I am, I'm a beach girl. I love to just relax and enjoy that. I like to paddleboard, um, snorkel around and then dive whenever I have the opportunity and whenever my friends are available to do it. What uh? What are some like rad spots that are well known that you've dove? My, well, my favorite place to dive is in the Keys. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of people, especially people that aren't 
from Florida or haven't really explored Florida that much, when they think of the Florida Keys, they think of Key West. Yeah. Um, but from Naples down to the Keys, there's, you know, three, four hours worth of driving in any of those Keys you can stop at, get on a boat and go dive some really clear water and see some really cool things. Um, in the most recent years, I have taken a liking to Isla Morada. So it's a little bit south of Key Largo. Um, it's about three hours from where I live, and I've just had the best experiences there. I've seen the most wildlife, um, and the water clarity is, I mean, it's its very close second to the Bahamas. So you're mostly free diving though, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I've never, I've never gotten into scuba. I'm not, that's not to say I'm not interested in it, but all of my experience is just free diving and kind of playing around with that throughout the years and and i've grown to love it so sick that's rad how long can you hold your breath uh if i'm in a pool i can do it for about 245 sick um underwater i'm still i'm still learning and getting better at relaxing when i'm you know out in the ocean and surrounded by nothingness uh but that's really why i took my free diving course last year and that was the reason I wanted to do the course was because I was super comfortable in the water and I enjoyed it but I wanted to understand how to relax and how to calm down enough to enjoy myself while I was down how deep are your like typical dives so um I would say the deepest I've been is maybe 70 feet which for a lot of people that's not that's not a huge feat um, but for me, I enjoy like for me, it's about relaxing, calming down and getting deep enough to hang out to kind of coast around, see what I want to see and just enjoying what's around me. So, you know, if I'm diving 10 feet or 30 feet or 60 feet, whatever it may be, um, I'm just trying to spend as much time down there and see as much as I can. You just keep your happy thoughts and relax down there. Exactly. Like the last time I went diving in the Keys um, in January, the end of January, the first day we went diving, my we were super shallow. We were maybe like 10 or 15 feet. And my friends are like, there's an eel under these under these rocks. You're like, you got to see it. It's so cool. And I just couldn't see it. Like I couldn't find it. I couldn't focus. I was just struggling. And I was so disappointed because they were like, that thing was huge. Like its head was as big as yours. And I didn't get to see it. So the next day we went out again to a little bit different spot. And it was so beautiful. There was just eels on top of eels, nurse sharks, like all this life just kind of hanging out together. And, you know, it took kind of that first day of being like, oh, well, I missed out on some really cool wildlife. And then, yeah. you know, the second day you wake up with a fresh mind and you're like, OK, I'm in this. I'm getting down there. I'm not I'm not going to miss out on what everybody else got to see. Eels are kind of sketchy. Oh, my God. They're, it was so creepy. Like the first I was kind of like glad I didn't see it because they're so creepy. But the second day when you see them down there, just like in these rocks, like woven in between all this coral and all these sea fans. It was so cool. I mean, they're they're pretty bold too. Like there was sometimes they would they would like follow you up out of the rocks, yeah. like very bold little creatures. And their teeth are gnarly too. So scary. They're so scary. So you were talking <laughs> about uh, some training that you did. What what was your? You did like a free diving course. Yeah. So I always had 
I knew I wanted to do the course because I wanted to understand more of like the safety aspect and kind of how to respond if something went wrong. Um, I've always been, I've been a lifeguard for a long time. So that's kind of just embedded in me, like wanting to understand that. So after 2020, you know, I kind of, I wanted something to look forward to. I was ready for a challenge. So I booked my free diving course. My sister took it with me. Um, we went to Depth Wish free diving up in Gainesville, Florida. And that's like five hours from where we're at. Long drive. Um, we were excited, but we were like a little bit nervous. We didn't know what to expect, uh, but it was such a good experience. And I'm so glad that I did it. And I would, I would definitely go back for level two and to continue learning more. The first day of free dive training was pretty relaxed. Like we just did kind of classroom stuff and he walked us through the safety stuff and kind of what to expect in the pool and everything. Um, the pool stuff for me was very simple because I'm in the pool all the time. We just, yeah. you know, practice kind of like good form and breath holds and stuff like that. The second day is where things got really intense, I guess. <laughs> You're not going to a huge depth in that class. You're only going to like 33 feet, but yeah, I'm used to swimming in really clear, calm water. Uh And we did the class in the springs. Um, So we were excited. We thought, you know, it's going to be chilly, but it's going to be really clear and really, really cool to see this water. I've never been to the springs before. The spring we were supposed to go to ended up flooding. So we had to go to a different location. No way. And we get there and it's covered in duckweed. I don't know. I didn't know what duckweed was before this. I don't know if you know. It is just this thick layer of green little tiny leaves like covering this spring. Mm-hmm. There's like spiders on top of the duckweed. You had to like push all this nasty green stuff out of your way to even see the water. Yeah. So very uncomfortable. Not what I anticipated, you know, to go kind of do your checkout dives. But it ended up being one of those experiences where you really didn't have a choice. You had to buck up and you had to just kind of fight through the uncomfortability and get over the fact that the water was not what you anticipated. Um, But it was such a fun experience. And I came out of it a lot more confident and just knowing that, you know, myself and everybody that I dive with is going to be all the more safe because of that experience. Yeah. Did you, did they go over like contractions and stuff and like how to work through that? And yeah. So the instructor, his name is Tanner Peterson and he, um, free dives competitively. So he kind of like walked us through, you know, experience that he had had with, you know, like throat spasms and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, he was kind of the best person to, to walk you through it. I was nervous to take the course because I didn't want to be with like, super tough spear fisherman guys that were like you know trying to beat out their buddies i just wanted to understand more i wanted to relax more yeah um and tanner did a really good job of like one of the first things he says is that free diving is for everybody it's not only for the spear fisherman it's not only for somebody like me who just wants to enjoy the water more um so it's very inclusive in that way and he made you feel really comfortable but also you know pushed you to to, to push yourself a little bit, you yeah. know, that's why you're here. You're here to learn and you're here to figure out what your capacity is. Rediving can be pretty gnarly though. And super dangerous. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of like steps do you take when you're free diving? Like, do you, do you dive like only with a buddy or what are some, some things that you do when you're diving? Yeah. Um, 
I kind of consider it like something I teach in my swim lessons is that, you know, you don't ever swim by yourself, especially yeah. with with like our little kids. You know, you never go in the pool by yourself. And it's the same thing, um, you know, making sure that you're diving with people who know their limits and kind of know your limits. Um, for me and most of my friends and people I'm diving with, it's, you know, it's not a competition. We're not trying to go deeper than the next person or hold our breath longer than the next person. And I think that's really important. You know, um, you hear a lot of stories of spear fishermen and divers that just they don't come back up. Yeah. And it's super sad. And, you know, it makes you think like what what can we do when we're out there to make sure everybody gets back on the boat? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like the one down, one up rule. Nobody ever um, goes down without somebody being aware that they're down there, you know, and you watch them on their whole dive, um, you know, meet them at a certain depth and make sure that they get to the surface and they get their, you know, they're able to relax and catch their breath. Yeah. I think that's super important too. Like, cause like I, I dive for lobster, like I free dive for lobster. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just get like spazzed out and like start frothing super hard and I'll just dive and dive yeah. and dive and dive. But like, if we just take our time, like I was diving with Ryder DeVoe a couple of weeks ago. And we did one up, one down, and it was just like, it gives you the time to, to just calm down and like really breathe up so yeah. you can have a longer dive as well mm-hmm. and like search for more stuff. And like, we were looking for halibut, so you need to kind of be low down there so you can see them in the sand and stuff. So yeah, yeah the one up, one down method, not only is it way safer, but you can utilize or you can get more of a breath and you can hold your breath longer if you do that because you're relaxing and getting comfortable with what you're going to do. Yeah, I think it's also important to kind of evaluate yourself, you know, yeah. like last time I went diving, um, my sister was out there with us and it was kind of like the end of the day. It was our last um, chance to dive and we were pretty deep. Like we were like, let's let's take this opportunity and do some drops, um, you know, but her ears were bothering her. And at the yeah. time I was like, oh, that sucks. Like you're missing this chance to kind of push yourself. But in hindsight, you have to evaluate yourself, you know, Absolutely. or my sinus is clear. Do my ears hurt? Like mentally, am I ready to do this? Do yeah. I know what I'm doing? So just very small things, but they make all the difference. And that kind of correlates into my next question with like, common injuries and illnesses or sicknesses that you get from diving but that like you you explained a couple of them like sinuses and all that like when i dive if my sinuses aren't clearing i just don't dive because yeah. you don't want to push yourself yeah and, like, that one's huge that's a huge one but there's Definitely. obviously more that i don't know of that you probably do so can you talk to us about some of the like things that might go wrong with diving yeah. The, you know, your sinuses and things like that. That's a huge one. There's a lot of days where I'm, you know, even if it's just allergies where you're like yeah. that pressure in your head, I can't imagine being at any depth with that. Um, so just evaluating how you feel that day. But, you know, people hear of shallow water blackout. And yeah. I think something I, I think people think with free diving that, you know, things happen at depth. You might whatever might go on, you know, at the bottom, if you've made it, you know, 50, 60 feet. But really like the biggest risk is when you're coming back up and that's why you're taught in training to meet them at a certain depth and make sure that they do get to the surface because that's where the blackout happens. Mm. You know, something that Tanner um, taught us in our free dive course is that, you know, your body can adjust to the the lack of op- oxygen. It's the increase in carbon monoxide that kind of makes all the difference. Um, so, for me in training like learning how to respond if somebody does black out and really once you learn about it and you understand how to react it's not 
a super intense big deal if you respond properly. Yeah. It's when they don't get to the surface, they don't get that breath, they don't kind of break that urge to breathe. That's where the bad stuff happens. And, you know, we were taught in our course, like, make sure that you maintain eye contact. Like in class, I remember we were all around a float. So we're all holding on to the float, um, you know, waiting for everybody to come up from their drops. And each time he would have us pick a buddy. So if your buddy went down and did their drop, but you're on the other side of the float when they come up, they very well may have slipped back under the surface and you had no idea. Yeah. So, you know, as far as injuries and people getting hurt, I think it's just paying attention and making sure that you, you know, you are responsible for the people you're diving with ultimately. Have you ever had any like scary situations happen to you? I haven't. I I mean, I've been very lucky and I think, you know, again, the people that I'm with are pretty pretty safe and we're all trying to maintain that. Yeah. Um, but I've heard, you know, a lot of stories and just you know, different things that go on even within your body that maybe you don't think are a big deal, but it is something to evaluate and something to to say, hey, do I need to go to another drop? Do I yeah. really need to push myself past this limit? You know? Yeah. I think that it's hard too because we do want to push ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we need to like know when to stop. Right. Like, like for me, like if I even feel my sinuses get a little tweaked or whatever, I'll be like, all right, I, I shouldn't be diving today. Just, yeah. And I'll stop. Like I will. And I used to always just push myself all the time. Yeah. But then you start like having bloody noses and all that. Your sinuses are like getting on gnar- all gnarly and stuff. And you're like, dude, this isn't worth it. This is so sketchy. Right. Cause, I mean, like, lobster. you, you want to be do it. You want to be able to do it again, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's days where you're like, okay, just one more, one more time, one more try, like one more push. But you yeah. know, there comes that point where you kind of have to just accept like every day is not going to be great. Every day is yeah. not going to be your best, deepest, longest dive. Absolutely. And that's part of the journey. That's the free diving journey. <laughs> What's your, do you have any really good uh, free diving stories? Um, I mean, I just love like seeing the wildlife. So you know, and it's hit or miss. You might have a trip where you see a bunch of stuff. And I've had trips where I've seen nothing. You know, I've seen a couple of fish, yeah. which is not to say that's not cool because it's always cool. But the last trip I went on, um, my sister and I are like super into sea turtles. And we've that's... had a few we've had a few like encounters, but nothing. It was a really quick encounter. You know, they were there and then they were gone. Um, so we went in January and we didn't really know what we would see or experience because we hadn't really been to the keys in the winter. Typically we go in the summer. Yeah. Um, but it was, oh my gosh, it was just so full of life. Like we were chasing sea turtles for like eight hours a day. Like no way. they would pop up, we'd stop the boat, hop in and just try to get like a peek at them. But we went to um in Isla Mirada, Alligator Reef Lighthouse is like my favorite place. It's so beautiful. And we were just kind of off to the side at one of the reefs and maybe like 40 feet of water. And that's where we saw the eels and the nurse sharks. Um, but one of the people I was with spotted a turtle. So we see this just he's huge. It was probably like five feet across. Wow. And, you know, the water is an illusion. So when you're over something, you don't really you can't really tell how big it is. Yeah. But we he stuck around. We were able to dive down and just kind of coast next to him. And it was so beautiful. Um I ended up like kicking through some jellyfish tentacles. So through the turtle encounter, I was kind of like my legs were on fire, but I was like, no, we're not missing this turtle. We're going to fight through this. We're going to get down there. And it was just, it was unreal. Like we have so many photos of just like 
just my friend like swimming right over top of this this turtle and it just hung out with us and it was so peaceful and it's just it's so cool to see to see something so big yeah but so like calm you know so do you bring a camera with you like every dive Typically, yeah. There's times where I'm like, you know, I don't want to deal with this. I just want to enjoy myself. But yeah. I try to always have something with me. What kind of camera do you use? I am a GoPro through I and through. Love <laughs> They're so easy. Yeah, ex- you literally one button and you're, you know, you're set. Yeah. So you really don't have to pay much attention. You know, if you know you're going down or whatever, hit that button, let it run, and then you know, edit it later. But that's so funny because like, and it's never disappointed me. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't disappoint you. And like, yeah, you can change the settings, but I don't think I've ever changed the settings on my GoPro. No. I have it on like 1440 instead of 4K because I was told to do that because 4K is like too gnarly on those. And I was like, okay, cool. Sounds good. Because I, I have like the newer ones. Yeah. And I haven't changed them. Like, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I don't like it just looks so good. It's like, perfect. All right, cool. Exactly. Never disappointed by a GoPro. Well, let me ask you this. If somebody wanted to start free diving, what kind of advice would you have for them? Um, my, my best advice for somebody who wants to free dive is to just go for it. There was, I mean, for years I talked myself out of taking the course and even exploring it more because the people that got me into free diving were pretty good divers and pretty good spear fishermen. And I was like, oh, well, I'm just like somebody that enjoys the water. But, you know, if you have that interest and you have that uh, spark of curiosity, just go for it. I think the best thing for me was to take the course and to kind of gain that confidence in the course. Um, a good first step is to make sure that you're very comfortable in the water, very yeah. comfortable in a pool. Like you can do statics and dynamics at any any pool that you have access to. So, you know, on the months where I don't get to go diving, I'm in the pool messing around doing breath holds. Um And I think that's a really good and easy step for somebody that wants to get started. You know, do your research and just watch videos, you know, find people that inspire you, people that you want to, you know, see the things they're seeing and do the things that they're doing. There's so much access nowadays with YouTube and Instagram. Um, There's so many people that even I, you know, look at their pages and I'm so inspired. And, you know, when you see somebody in the Bahamas, like it just makes you want to go. You want to have that experience. (laughs) It is, yeah, and like everything that you've done with safety and like going to those classes and everything too, like I think that's huge um, for everyone, even like the most experienced divers, you know, they're, yeah. they're always going through safety. They're always wanting to better themselves and learn more. And yeah. it seems like you do that too. And like, that's really, really in, in, like amazing. I, I took some free diving courses as well. And for me, like it, it just kind of opened my mind up of what my body can go through and you know, like what we can work through and like, mm-hmm. you're totally right. Like our body will produce oxygen. Like we don't need to come up for air. Like we can. It's, yeah. It's really like, fascinating once you understand crazy. what your body can do and how it knows to respond in the water. Yeah. You know, exactly. like people yeah. again with swim lessons, like babies are, they can swim when they're born. Yeah. It's something that we're taught, like living, living on land is something that we're taught, but yeah. being in the water and really surviving in the water is embedded in us. We just have to be able to tap into it. Absolutely. Do you have a, uh, do you have any social media? I do. So my uh, Instagram is mermaid Jillian. Jillian is spelled with one L. So don't mess that up. Um, and then I have Facebook as well. Jillian Navadonsky. You can, you can friend me on there. Do you have any dives coming up? Um, I'm 
hopeful this spring that I'll be able to go back to the Keys. Um, I am excited that travel restrictions are kind of lessening. So I'm really hoping to get back to the Bahamas this year. Um, and I would love, I would love to just be able to go more places. There's so many spots that I haven't, I haven't even explored the possibilities. So yeah. I'm excited to be able to just kind of maybe dream a little bit and pick some really cool locations and see about getting those in motion. I would love to go to Mexico and swim with whale sharks one day. That's kind oh, of a yeah. big goal. <laughs> yeah. That'd be super fun. I think yeah. that the Maldives would be insane too. Like Definitely. Those look beautiful. Well. Mm-hmm. But the, the restrictions are lifting, so we got to start traveling. I know. Okay. It's go time. It's go time. <laughs> Rad, thank you so much for hopping on. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hopefully we get to talk to you soon. And I'll make sure that I follow you on Instagram because I want to see your diving stuff. Perfect. Rad. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening in, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.